0: Good evening, this is Mandy Bellings with KSOM and KS95 News. The Atlantic Splash Pad fundraising committee provided an update to the city council Tuesday evening. Ali Pekin said they are currently sitting at four hundred five thousand three hundred ninety dollars in the bank, with twelve thousand five hundred dollars in signed pledges on the way. She said they have applied for a Cass County Community Foundation grant, and if that and the CAT grant comes through, the total would be five hundred seventy-one thousand eight hundred ninety dollars. The estimate for the project is six hundred seventy-three thousand dollars leaving a gap of $101,185. Pekin also noted that Rolling Hills Bank said in addition to their $10,000 donation, they would be willing to carry a loan at 2% interest. City Councilman Mike McDermott asked if the committee has applied for any other grants. Jeremy Butler said they were told that any of the grants the city was going to apply for needed to go through SWIPCO, and they have respected and complied with that request.
1: Over the last, what have we been doing this, 10, 11 months, um, we have contacted them a few times um, with questions on grants, with, um, you know, suggestions on grants, and always kind of felt like we were getting a little bit of a runaround. Um, Last week, unfortunately, we found out why. Um, It was brought to our attention that City Hall had asked them not to write any grants for us and um, not to help the committee
0: Anyway. Atlantic Mayor Grace Garrett said the phone call was made to SWIPCO in April of 2023 and it was in reference to what happened at the city council meeting on April 5th. She read the minutes from that meeting.
2: Splash pad fundraising committee. Council member Brink stated that the fundraising for the splash pad had become a fiasco and he was sick and tired of messing around with it. He cited two projects within the city that had private funding groups raise the funds and then went to the authority to request the project. Brink felt that this is how the fundraising committee for the splash pad should function. They should raise the $600,000 and then approach the council for approval of building the splash pad. Brink made the motion to turn the fundraising committee loose not have them be a subcommittee to raise the money and then approach the city. McCurdy made the second all A's and the motion carried.
0: Garrett said the phone call was made to Swipco asking them to not move forward because the fundraising committee had to do work in order to get certain grants. Garrett then shared a number of email communications between the city fundraising committee members and SWIPCO.
2: So the, the email chain was going on this whole time and we were trying to find out who was handling what. We were not aware that Ashley had changed the position of handling the grants. But we were also told that Aaron was copied in on the email chain. And then when we asked Erin when she got them, she said the 24th is when she got the information.
0: Allie Pekin, questioned why that information was never communicated with the committee.
3: That, number one, the information was not forwarded to SWIPCO in a timely manner, and number two, that this entire time they were under the impression that they were not to apply because they were directed by the mayor and the city clerk to not to apply for any grants on behalf of this project. I, I received a phone call from SWIPCO saying this, that they were very confused when they received the information from City Hall, saying, here's the information for the grants, because they were told not to apply on behalf of the city.
0: Jeremy Butler said now the grant they are applying for is being thrown together in 10 days when it should have been worked on for months.
1: So we can filibuster all night reading, uh, you know, emails back and forth. The fact is they were told by the city, quote unquote, you and Barb, not to write grants for the splash pad. I was told never in the director's 17 years of working with grants has he ever, ever had a city administration try to undermine a city project. I could care less what you guys do to me or my committee, but this is not being done to me or my committee. This is being done to the citizens of Atlantic and the outlying areas that are going splash pad.
0: Councilman Gerald Brink said this is all in the past now and it's time to proceed and get this splash pad accomplished.
2: We got this offer from Rolling Hills, a fantastic offer, two percent interest. That's unheard of today. How can we take advantage of that? Let's some way figure out how, how do we take advantage of that loan and get this project done i'm tired of screwing around with it
0: to move forward the city council approved submitting a letter of support for the splash pad cat grant application meanwhile jeremy butler released a statement today clarifying statements regarding the reading of the april 5th 2023 meeting minutes he also thanked the city council and city administrator for their support in the project and swipco for stepping up to put together a large grant that should have been worked on for several months. Butler also thanked concerned citizens who have reached out or commented on social media and asked that, quote, we do not start a mob mentality, end quote. He said we are part of an amazing community and he urges each of you to be a part of the change that you would like to see happen. You can read that full statement on our website at westerniowatoday.com. The Atlantic City Council approved the purchase of 16 air packs for the fire department. Atlantic Fire Chief Tom Cappel told the council that the department currently has 26 air packs that were purchased 18 or 19 years ago, and of those 26, none of them can be certified anymore. What that
1: means is if somebody would happen to get hurt, the state's going to come in and they're going to ask for records, and when they ask for my records for the certification for the bottles, the air packs, I can't do that. So... We had talked um, about getting half of them. I've, the last uh, four years, I've done uh, a FEMA grant, and I've not received that yet from them. So, still working on that. So,
0: Capel said if they get 16 air packs purchased and they get the FEMA grant, that will take care of them for another 15 years. The council also approved authorizing bids for the 2024 Sanitary Sewer Rehabilitation. Dave Sturm with Snyder & Associates explains.
1: This is to line approximately 600 feet of the 15-inch trunk main that is on the north side of the Salvation Army building. Actually, it's New Hope now? Yes. Uh, North side of that creek. The creek has degraded over the years and exposed sections of that sewer. So we're going to line the sewer, which will add a bunch, uh, some strength to it, you know, until we can get that creek stabilized. So it's a lot more cost-effective effect, than relocating the sanitary sewer through there. So
0: Sturm said they will take bids on February 29th and bring the numbers back to the council in March, and the council approved a resolution allocating the Alliant Energy gas franchise fee for fiscal years 2024 and 25. The Pottawatomie County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday approved the annual bridge embargo resolution. Brandon Burmeister, assistant engineer, said this resolution allows the board to enact embargoes on all of the bridges in the county that need it.
1: You've seen the bridges with the postings on them. This makes them enforceable, basically. So there's 37 bridges that are posted, 14 that are one lane, and one that is closed. So if we have anyone disregard the postings and damage a bridge, then we can go back at them and charge them for damages,
0: basically. Burmeister said bridge inspections will start in April and they will update the board if there are any new postings. A copy of the bridge embargo list can be found on this story on our website at westerniowatoday.com. The supervisors also approved the canvas of the January 30th special election for the City of Macedonia City Council and authorized the auditor to pay the election costs. James Croson received 19 votes, and there were two write-ins. Casey Manili, DPT, will appear at the February 15th Healthy Hue session to present information on the LSVT-BIG training for people with Parkinson's disease, or other neurological conditions, emphasizing the quality and largeness of movement. Neely says Parkinson's disease is a progressive disorder that affects the nervous system and the parts of the body controlled by the nerves. Symptoms start slowly. The first symptom may be a barely noticeable tremor in just one hand, Tremors are typical, but the disorder may also cause stiffness or slowing of movement.
3: LSVT-BIG, it's a collective approach to treating someone with the deficits that come along with Parkinson's, which can include all of those things. Maybe your strength isn't great, your balance. However, it really focuses on one thing, and that is the bigness or the amplitude of movement. So it's it's working on multiple things, but always coming back to the same cue, move big, do this bigger, you know, walk bigger, exaggerate those steps, those movements and just seeing it from one perspective rather than trying to jump all over the board and treat different areas individually.
0: Manili says the acronym LSVT stands for Lee Silverman Voice Treatment, named after the man who developed this as a speech protocol.
3: Where they were working on the volume and the loudness and the enunciation of speech, Mm -hmm. and it is also available in a speech population. If you struggle with your speech or your volume during Any time of being diagnosed with Parkinson's, there are individuals out there who can do Lee Silverman voice treatment, but then it was further developed to work with the physical impairments that come along with Parkinson's, so balance, slowness of movement, freezing spells, rigidity, all of those things that is kind of that typical presentation.
0: The Healthy You Session on LSVT Big will be held February 15th at noon in the conference room at Cass Health. Space is limited. A free boxed lunch is provided for all attendees, so reservations are required. Call 712-243-7479 to reserve your seat. More news online at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Eddie Bellings with KSOM and KS Ninety Five News.